0: From the Summer Skate Studios, this is College Hockey Coast to Coast. Brought to you by the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe now for all of the action from the best conference in college hockey. University of Georgia, building the foundations of something bigger. Go to ugahockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it, both on and off the ice. Summer Skates. Shower, shoes, and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team at Summerskates.com. Adrian College. Championship aspirations on the ice and in the classroom. For more information, go to AdrianBulldogs.com slash MHockeyD1. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond. Wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Central Oklahoma University. Go to ucohockey.com to follow the two-time ACHA M1 champions as they look to add that third championship banner to the rafters. The Spaghetti Shack, ASU alumni owned and operated at shack.com. Oklahoma University, 20 years of the action you crave, only faster at ouhockey.net. The Caesars Sportsbook app, where every play earns you Caesars rewards Towards dining, tickets, VIP experiences, and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, award winning barbecue for your next catered event at JesseRay'sBarbecue.com. College Hockey Coast to Coast from the Summer skate Studios is a part of the Ice Time Hockey West.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein.
1: All right, welcome in to a Monday night, which means it is time for College Hockey Coast to Coast. Scott Strandy with you today from Lake Elmo, Minnesota, where it's uh, heating up again, folks. It's going to be up near 90 by Labor Day. My co host is always Paul Hornstein. I was in the cool because he's out in that big, beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York. So, Paul, you never have to sweat. You're always nice and cool, just the way you like it, right?
0: Um, I don't know what the heck you're talking about, palatial estates. <laughs>
1: when will i finally get one by you
0: ever oh, well the the more you i mean i mean if you haven't figured it out by now this is you know what the definition of insanity is right <laughs> doing the same thing over and over again and hoping for a different result well i
1: fit that i fit that pretty well
0: <laughs> you know i mean like i said there's no palatial estate here. I, I, if, if somebody's feeding <laughs> you that crap, find somebody else to feed you.
1: <laughs> I might go hungry. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, because there, there, anyway. there's, there, nobody's feeding you that.
1: <laughs> anyway, college coast to coast tonight. And uh, people have been yelling at us or yelling at you because they don't Mostly. think we're talking enough of the East Coast. So tonight I said, uh, second half of the show, Let's talk Hockey East, but after after doing some research tonight, I was saying like, okay, Hockey East is massive. There's 11 teams there. We yep. can't do it justice in half a show. I don't know if we can do it justice in three shows. But um, I think where we need to go tonight, Paul, is to Boston because okay. I think that's where the head of Hockey East is going to reside most of the year. And certainly, I think at the end of the year, and certainly, I think on paper to start the year is that fair?
0: Um, I, on paper to start the year, I don't think there's any question. Um, you know, every time you turn around, I mean, BU and BC uh, have not been the the dominant forces that they were for a long time. Uh, I think the tide is turning back to that. Um, I think you.
1: If I can interject something in that, um, they had two new head coaches and they were were hired a day apart last year. I mean, listen, (laughs) yes, I mean. Before this, last May. So uh, May of 2022 on the 5th and 6th, BC and BU hired their coaches And uh, they took over storied programs. Both of them have been around the program, have been through the program, understand the program. But it's a little different when it's your first year and you have to start recruiting and bringing in players and installing, I should say, your systems. Um, It takes a little while. And I think what we're seeing right now is, and we'll get into this. I don't want to dig into it too much too early, but we'll we'll get into it with uh, Greg Brown at BC and uh, Jay Pandolfo at BU uh, I think what you're talking about for them coming back in the secular part of things is uh, um, definitely true. <laughs> I think well, they are coming back. And I think all you have to do is look at their roster to see that.
0: Well, I mean, listen, these were blue blood programs, right? I mean, there's no, uh, when you talk about the blue bloods of college hockey, you know, we talk a lot about Denver and we talk a lot about, uh, uh, The green and white team up there in North Dakota, and
1: and, and oh, and you can't stop talking about the maroon and gold team about fifteen miles from me.
0: Uh, what maroon and gold team? (laughs) Fifteen miles from you? I thought you said you were in Lake Elmo or Saint Elmo or Saint. No, no, Lake Elmo, Lake Elmo,
1: Um, Minnesota. It's about fifteen miles to the University of Minnesota campus.
0: Who? What? (laughs) Hey, they got
1: they got a new resized rink.
0: Okay. Uh, Great.
1: Awesome. <laughs> Love it. Anyway. anyway, before we get into the Hockey East talk, that'll be the second half of the show. Okay. Um, big news today in the Big Ten. Huh, you like that? Big news in the Big Ten? Well. They put out their 23-24 the schedule. 40 schedule. days before the start of the season. Well, yeah. yeah. Why wait around, they said. Why wait around? Let's well, get it out there. Let will. people start know. booking their flights, and teams can get organized and all that.
0: I don't know what their hurry was. They still had another month and a half.
1: Yeah, I guess maybe, you know, they could have waited a little bit longer, but they thought, you know what, let's give some of the guys that have to cover the teams the opportunity to at least start booking rooms and flights.
0: I just think they got tired of Jess Myers chirping at them. (laughs) Maybe that was it.
1: Maybe that was it. Anyway, (laughs) so the Big Ten hockey schedule is out. That, of course, includes seven teams, Michigan, Michigan State, Minnesota, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Penn State, and Wisconsin. So uh, we'll right. touch on that a little bit. Um, I don't know if you saw this the other day, but there's a Riley um, that's moving up the coaching ranks at Army. I did. Is I that did. a shock? Which part? Is that a shock
0: to you? Um, of course it is. <laughs> it, is
1: no, no. it is not. No, it is not. No, It's Army hockey and it's Riley. They go together like you know peanut butter and jelly. I don't
0: like peanut butter and jelly. I don't like peanut butter, though. But that's okay. I know what you're saying. <laughs> okay. What? And yeah, case I, mean, syrup? I listen, I, I, I assume that it's Brian's kid, but, you know, I mean, it's definitely a member of the family, whether it's his nephew or his son, you know, I mean, I'm just people,
1: thinking Jack Riley.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I understand that. I, I'm just. You know, I don't know Brett's anyway, cousin, congr- Brett's brother. I don't. I can't. Congratulations
1: keep track, but, to Jack for yeah, and, uh, moving and,
0: up the ranks and getting an assistant coach's role with the Black Knights. Right, and um, you know they added a second, a, a second assistant coach, uh, Chris Zano. But of course, when you hear Riley and 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 Army hockey, it's just natural that that gets the headline of the buzz. Synonymous. Uh, yeah, I mean, Azano was on the Colgate staff that won the ECAC tournament last year. But, um, you know, Army hockey and O'Reilly, I mean, it doesn't just doesn't really – I mean, you want to talk about legacies, right? I mean, what has it been, 50, 60 years that O'Reilly has been the head coach of hockey at Army? Yep, something like that. Um, you know, it's wait, been a long I mean, time. A long time. We might be approaching seventy.
1: Yeah, I think you're probably close. you're probably closer I mean, to listen, that.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, like I said, i I we might be missing a few years in there, but you know, for the most part, um, that's the way it's been, and I'm sure that that's going to continue for a long time. I don't first of all, I don't think Brian's retiring anytime soon, so. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. <laughs>
1: So, anyway, uh, we'll get into that Big Ten hockey talk here in just a minute. Um, Last night, we had Michael Weissman on, the uh, associate commissioner of the NCHC, the, you know, arguably the best conference in college hockey. If you look on paper, they very well might be. But, anyway, (laughs) we had Michael on, and uh, always great nuggets with Michael. But but one that jumped out at me was, um, and I hadn't thought about this, to be honest, until he said it. He said, "Why do not we have to change our logo?" And uh, you were a little bit—I said
0: so—caught
1: caught off guard by that. I were said you?
0: so. That's why.
1: <laughs> You're just not happy without that ninth star going on there, right? Yes. Okay, but he made a great point. What if they yeah. drop back to eight? What if they go up to ten, eleven, twelve? I can't. Do they worry have about to change that. it well, all I'll the time? What about
0: that when that happens? Yes. <laughs> Don't worry
1: about that when it happens. We have computers. Okay, well, uh, we have computers. You think we have this computers?
0: Happened?
1: Yeah, um, I think you're going to get a New York salute if you uh, continue that from our executive producer, who said it's way more than just computers.
0: Um, <laughs> you think? Wow, well, gee, I've never had that happen to me before. <laughs>
1: anyway anyway I, I'm looking at this big 10 logo and he's Michael was correct it's it's b the number one and g and it turned the uh, g kind of into a zero yeah, so it looks like big 10 but there's only there's only seven teams
0: well there's so only does seven it really matter
1: teams. Only does seven it really matter
0: teams.
1: yeah but does it really matter
0: um yes or do you
1: find a logo that's uh, your logo, and you stick with it.
0: Matters to me. That's all that matters.
1: <laughs> oh, you make for great podcasting. You know that? It matters to me, and that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the Big Ten schedule came out. Have you perused it at all, Paul Horstein?
0: No, because I only, only would care about the non-conference stuff, which we've known for a while.
1: Right. So you haven't even really looked it over to see what might be on there or Whatever.
0: Um uh, i I I know this, right? Minnesota, that other Maroon and Gold team would be playing Michigan to, to home and home and 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 every other team in the conference at a home and home. So I, I what is it to really check? It was more fun <laughs> for me to watch <laughs> Jess Myers really chirp them. <laughs> okay. That's why I was hoping they would take a few more days to do this.
1: you always find a bright side, something to follow through on. So according to the the website, the conference season begins October 20th and runs through March 2nd with the 2024 Big Ten Hockey Tournament taking place um, March 8th to the 23rd on campus sites. So when I say that, Paul, campus sites, does, does that something that you look at and you go, boy, I wish everybody did that? Or do you like the fact that, the NCHC uh, has quarterfinals on campus and then moves to the XL Energy Center, which, by the way, is about 12 miles from me right now.
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, logistically, I understand why they do it the, the way they do it, um, especially if you're playing a you know, one-single-game elimination. Um, I mean, I'll sit here and I'll say that You know, if you can, I mean, usually this stuff revolves around money, so. uh,
1: Let me tell you something, my friend. Everything in life revolves around money. I
0: understand that. You're not telling me anything I don't already know. (laughs) Okay. Um, But, you know, when you're playing a single game, you know, like the Big Ten plays the first round, two out of three, and then they go to single elimination. So, and they do it all on campus, which is fine. You know, um, everybody well, d- decides to back, do it a little let, bit differently.
1: Let me restate that, that question a little bit because the NCHC has said for years, they've been around starting their 11th year now, um, that the Frozen face off is their big revenue generator uh, for the entire year, when um, okay. they get everybody so, together and play games, so is is there enough? How um, do I don't want to say this? Okay, uh, would it be beneficial for conferences to do that, or do the Big Ten and other conferences that play at campus sites do they generate enough revenue to equal, compete, or outdo what the NCHC does in the Frozen Faceoff?
0: I, I guess they don't. Considering everybody else has their tournaments on campus. Um, I think what maybe the ECAC has um, the semifinals and finals uh, in a neutral site. So that's what one of. You know, one of the leagues, what, you, one of not enough. Well, leagues. Don't forget, geography has <laughs> something to do with this, too. Of course it does. Of course it does. Okay? It's not a big deal for any fan bases of any of the schools to get to Boston if you're at a Hockey East team.
1: Or if you live on Long Island. It's not even tough there.
0: Well, no, it's much more difficult (laughs) because I either have to drive around or take a ferry. (laughs) Okay. And I prefer the ferry, to be honest. I don't blame you. um, You know, the the geography plays a part in this. Um, A lot of the ECAC schools are also pretty close together. So it doesn't take much for those fan bases to get up to Lake Placid. And, you know, the NCHC made the decision to have theirs. Um, uh, you know, the geography better than I do. I mean, outside of, I mean, it's a little longer for CC and, 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 and Denver. Yeah, but it's an airplane flight.
1: Denver to Minneapolis is an hour and a half. That's it.
0: Well, that's, I guess I only know. I mean, every time I've looked to go to Minneapolis, I had to go through Atlanta and Miami <laughs> and,
1: so in New Orleans, so it's because I don't the pilots out east just don't have the geography down. They don't realize they can go straight. You know, take straight shot. They don't
0: even go through Chicago. Forget, <laughs> for, 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 forget the other. They don't even go through Chicago. How's that okay. possible?
1: Yeah, how is that possible? Because first of all, it should be a straight shot from um, New York to. Listen, uh, I underst-
0: I understand. Like I said, it, there's certain things I understand, whether I agree with them or not. But if I want to fly to Minneapolis, I shouldn't have to fly to Atlanta. I no, understand. That not, not, not unless you're going
1: down there to look at a new building.
0: Well, yeah, we'll get to nice
1: that. Nice segue, segment. by the way.
0: I'm just saying, you know, when we looked a couple of years ago, I couldn't even uh, go from New York to Chicago to Minneapolis. You can't. would probably come in the be faster distance. on trains. <laughs> probably. would be faster for me to drive. <laughs>
1: anyway. <laughs> anyway. So I just wanted to throw that out there. I think that's interesting. I thought being Michael was on and talked about, you know, how important um, the Frozen Faceoff is and the fact now that next year they will have uh, nine teams and all of them will get the opportunity to play uh, the Big Ten, seven teams, but one of them gets a but buy. They
0: still all get a chance to play,
1: right? But but one gets a buy, right? And I think that's what they were trying to eliminate in the NCHC is they didn't want to give anybody a buy.
0: Well, it's a little,
1: uh, you know, it is what it is.
0: No, I listen. I agree with you. Know, like I said, it was my idea. So
1: (laughs) you're still waiting for your name on that cup, aren't you? (laughs) No, I told you. I don't. I don't think my name
0: should go on the cup. The MVP trophy, (laughs) maybe, but not the cup.
1: Okay, (laughs) because the regular season cup is the Penrose Cup. They haven't officially named the uh, Frozen Faceout Cup yet.
0: Well, they'll figure it out. Somebody will pony up some I, I, Yeah, I think College Hockey
1: West Weekly would be good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, listen listen to you, Mr. Big Shot. You're going to go on the MVP trophy, but the company doesn't go on anything. I get it. I, I get I, it. I know where the alliances lie. <laughs> well, yeah, with me. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the Big Ten schedule is out. Um, that's the way things will, uh, will go for them. Um, there is a PDF on their website that you can actually go to if you, uh, so desire to look at this wonderful schedule. Um, and of course, I mean, we know the big 10 is going to be much, much better. Um, just because the talent pool across the country has gotten better, but so is the coaching. And uh, I think by Wisconsin picking up Mike Hastings, that kind of tells you where they want to go and what they want to do.
0: Well, listen, I think that, I mean, like you said, it. it the, the talent has gotten so much better. And, you know, what I did know of college hockey as a kid growing up, it was North Dakota. It was the other Maroon and Gold team. It was Wisconsin. It was BU. It was B.C., You know, it was Denver. Those were the top of the top. And it would seem to me that that cycle is kind of going back. Uh, Outside of of Wisconsin at this point.
1: Okay. Okay. We'll go with that. Um, When I was growing up, it was the WCHA. That was the power conference in the West. In the East, it was Hockey East. I mean, let's just say it that way. That was like, those were the two conferences that just dominated the sport. Uh, I think now it's spread itself out pretty well. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting. This is going to be, to me, the most competitive year across NCAA hockey that we've ever seen. And I will guarantee you one thing, Paul Hornstein, at the end of the regular season, when they're starting to pick those 16 teams that will go into the national tournament, there is going to be screaming for a 20-team or 24-team tournament more than any other year because you're going to see teams that are so close, even closer than last year, that are going to get left out, and people are going to be going like, this can't keep happening. We can't have teams that have played this well not even get a shot.
0: Well, we've had this discussion before too, and and, and we talk about it as – we know that the NCAA recommended that they increase the size of the national tournament, that, you know, one of their 95 committees, even though they kept the moratorium on single sport conferences, which probably affects hockey more than anybody else, um, or at least that's the highest on the scale anyway, um, that they recommended half the teams in NCAA hockey, get into the tournament. And I don't think any, no, nobody's really in favor of that. But I think you can convince hockey people that 24 is the way to go.
1: I think you can too.
0: And anyway. I could, But it's not happening, certainly not anytime soon, or certainly not before the Frozen Fours in Las Vegas.
1: Yeah, because that's yeah.
0: the end of the current cycle. of. Yep, it'll start course.
1: after that. Then the following year is my prediction.
0: So, oh and my, I know how you like I know predictions. That's
1: wrong. Do you have a prediction?
0: No, I don't make predictions. I'm not you.
1: <laughs> how many wins does Arizona State can have this year?
0: How many? I don't. Yeah.
1: Know. Okay, it's Jack. How many do they need to get into the tournament?
0: Um. Well, they got to start with one.
1: Okay. Anyway, just checking. Um so before we head east and take a break and then head east, let's head as far west as we can go in college hockey pretty much. Without uh, in the in the continental United States, not the right. the upper Alaska. Well, to, yeah, yeah, okay. Um so let's go out to Arizona State because uh you know, when you told me this today, I was it took me a moment to digest
0: it. Tell everybody what you told me. Well, it was uh, noted today, or whatever phrase you want to use or put out there today, um, that the assistant uh, athletic director, and I don't know what the exact title is for Frank Ferrara, but uh, he's heading east to Atlanta to work on a building they plan on constructing in the Atlanta area. An arena they plan on constructing, and basically what they're telling you is, um, you can count on, you can count, lock it up. Atlanta is getting an expansion franchise. Anson Carter and company, are getting an expansion franchise in Atlanta, and you can you can write that in stone. Frank's not well, leaving for a job that this, this is a maybe. Yeah, this is a bittersweet thing for me to hear
1: and I've wrestled with it all afternoon because you know Frank has been a great supporter of ours and a great um great influencer uh for Arizona State hockey from before the pandemic till uh right now till they open mullet and I kind of when you told me that I thought man that's a shock and then I started thinking you know what maybe maybe Frank looks at it as like hey you know what um pretty much my job is done here I've done what I needed to do. I needed to help this friend, this college get a, uh, big time hockey rink. And now they're going into a conference. Um, what more can I do, but kind of sit back and just, uh, reap the rewards.
0: Well, this is pretty much a quote, uh, from Greg powers. And I'll just read it off Twitter. Frank embodies of a hockey. Uh, he loves a program as much as literally as anyone. Nobody fought harder to get us Mullet Arena and into the NCHC. I will forever be grateful for his efforts. Frank will forever be a great friend of mine in our program. I I can't, you know, <laughs> um, you know. Well, I
1: feel saying, exactly the same way. I couldn't have said it any better.
0: You know, and um, it's 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 tough because, like I said, I I, you know, you know how much I love this program. And he was an architect of it and got it to where it is. And Paul, Paul, not only was he an architect,
1: but let me tell you how many times I saw him. I guess I can't tell you because was a bazillion. Uh, but anyway, how many times I could see him standing by the glass near the scratched players for ASU at Oceanside, that cold, freezing ground of Oceanside. And uh, he was right there every game watching every game and right with the players that were scratched for that night. And uh, if that doesn't tell you somebody that's bought in, um, I remember seeing him in Vegas multiple times. Um, I remember seeing him other places at regionals. You saw him at a regional. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he's he, he was there for everything, every big moment, every down moment. He never shied away. He spoke with us when they went to the national tournament. If you remember Um, Tom Callahan visited with him. Yeah. and had a nice conversation so um we wish frank all the best and i'll tell you what uh, last time i looked on a map paul athens and atlanta aren't far away well so uh if i were coach campy and coach if you're listening i would kind of tap out to this guy because yeah. he's he's a really good uh resource i would think and i would guess and i don't want to put the words in anybody's mouth here but i would guess that frank would open up and uh, help out that program at the university of Georgia as much as they wanted um with his I'm time sure he that he has available. So
0: I'm sure he will. Um And it's, you know, I was playing around and I, and I, and I saw this as I was playing around with the ASU roster to see how I would get into the mind of coach powers and see how he was going to formulate his lineup. Cause why not? Um, And then I saw that, and I kind of put that aside, even though I was almost done. Um, And, you know, um, I will forever be grateful for Frank and the effort he put into having this program come into existence and getting to where it is. And, you know, I wish him nothing but the best in Atlanta. And like I said, you can basically write it in stone that they're getting another expansion franchise. And I don't think this time it'll get, it'll get screwed up by the bad building or uh, uh, under financed ownership. I don't see that happening.
1: Uh Okay. (laughs) I agree with you. I agree with you. I just, chuckle at uh, something that's gone on for 30-plus years now, a uh, bad underfinancing ownership. Okay, I'm leaving it at that. Yep. Anyway.
0: <laughs> Hello? So, yeah, so. <laughs> you still with uh, no, me? I, no, I'm with you. I'm just. <laughs> okay. and, anyway. And, and by the way, just so people understand, um, youth hockey in Georgia was growing at as fast a rate as anywhere in the country when the Thrashers left to go to Winnipeg 2.0. And obviously, that really kind of withered on the vine. And we know from the last two expansion franchises that the NHL is not going to let that happen because part of the deal of getting a team is to helping build ranks for youth hockey. Yep. just look at Vegas, look at Seattle, yeah.
1: and tell me what their youth programs are doing besides going through the roof. Yeah, and so are their minor league franchises. By the way, Henderson is yeah. booming, Coachella Valley is booming. Um, so yeah, so we wish Frank all the best. That uh, was, like I said, it was something I wrestled with for a little bit, um, how I was going to address this because um, I, I got a soft spot for Frank. I'll be honest with you, he was uh, of every time we asked, he was accommodating and. I always had great insight, and he knew what we were doing, and he, I think he approved of what we were doing, and um, I was, always uh, enjoyed that. So best of luck, Frank. We'll uh, we'll be in touch because I have a feeling you're going to reach out just a little bit to Athens and see if you can help them in any way. And, again, I don't want to put things uh, not the cart before the horse type of thing, but um, you know what? There's a great resource not far from you now, Coach Campy. So if you uh, want to reach out to Frank Ferrara, I would do it. At least, uh, at least put a feeler yeah, out well, there. maybe you can make the anyway.
0: introduction. Uh, <laughs> maybe. You just, you know, anyway. You
1: know. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, so let's take a quick break. Let's come back because we got to go to Boston. Is that how you say it? Boston. How do say it? I don't know. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah, the garden. I'll ask Jeff. The garden? Can we call Jeff and see if we can get him on just to do a proper introduction? No, probably. <laughs> anyway. All right, let's take a quick break. Let's come back. Let's talk some hockey East, and let's uh, focus a little bit more than anywhere else on Boston University and Boston College. We'll be right back.
0: From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it, but when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to icetimehockeywest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegers.
1: And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goalie. He scores. Gail McCarr.
0: Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Oh, my
1: goodness gracious baby. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at
0: College Hockey. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations at 6340 South Auroral Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at TheSpaghettiShack.com. When you talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking about the best of the best. So when you're at Jesse Ray's Barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas Award, it speaks for itself. At 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and savor our People's Choice Award-winning barbecue ribs. Or maybe just come in and pick up a bottle of our Best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at JesseRay'sBarbecue.com, And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, call us for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue today. This is ITHSW Podcast's College Hockey Coast to Coast from the Summer Skate Studios on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network.
1: Indeed it is. College hockey coast to coast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Lake Elmo, Minnesota. My co-host as always from that big, beautiful palatial state all on Long Island, New York, Paul Hornstein. Paul, um, I bet you're already missing that voice we just heard. Yeah.
0: The one that's so much better than mine. One of these days. <laughs> gotta get him to redo all of this stuff. and. Oh, he's not gonna voice. do
1: them all. I mean yes. he's great, but you gotta have a little bit of input in no, this. No thanks. No. No.
0: <laughs> okay. No, we we need less of my voice. I, I think there's ours. a lot
1: of people that disagree, including one that I spoke with today that thought it was pretty impressive. But anyway, wow. that's that's but I know, you're too humble, except when it comes to the uh, NCHC and the trophy.
0: Yeah, well, you know, you gotta have a little bit. You know, you gotta have a little <laughs> bit of
1: and I know you really don't care about nine stars. It doesn't really matter to you.
0: Right. No, that's a lie, but, you know. know.
1: <laughs> anyway. Okay. So this is College Hockey Coast to Coast, in case you haven't figured that out by now. It's our Monday night show, and we're expanding. We're going from coast to coast. So we just left Arizona, which isn't the coast, but it's close. And yeah. uh, talking about the Arizona State Program, we talked about the Midwest, so why not go East? Because you and I have talked about this uh, both on the air and off the air uh, about what's happening at Boston University and Boston College. We both know, as we said in the open, that uh, they lost uh, head coaches that um, stepped down after years and years and years of leadership at BU. And, of course, I'm talking about uh, the the stalwarts right? How else do you talk about those two? Anyway. Well.
0: All right, and 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 I know you want to focus on 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 BU and BC, but we we should take a couple of seconds, even if it's just me kind of going through it. Uh, Because if you take a look at last year's Hockey East standings, they're kind of upside down. Yeah, totally agree. That's where I was going. Um,
1: That's where I wanted to start. Was by you uh, you doing that because last year's standings, you were right, We're upside down. And then I think this year they're going to be a little top heavy, heavy toward Boston.
0: Well, I mean, because Vermont was kind of on its way up and then they had the issues with the coaches there. So uh, I don't know what that's going to do to their rebuild. I know
1: it you did know that... one thing. They lost a heck of a great player to Western Michigan.
0: Right. So, uh, you know, we have to wait and see on that. New Hampshire. um has kind of been in this down cycle there was a time where they weren't necessarily uh a, a threat i mean they there was a time where they were a uh, always on the cusp of the national tournament and it hasn't been that way for a while um and they were a 10 and 11 in in hockeys last year when you look at the rest of the, when you look at the rest of the standings BU won the conference by four points in the regular season before they ended up in the, in the, in the, in the, in the frozen four by four points over a Merrimack team that had basically its best season ever. Do they repeat that? Uh, Northeastern finished in third behind Merrimack by a point. Um, and how do they do this year without Devin Levi? Right. Um, UConn has kind of slowly been building their way up in Hockey East. They have a new building now. So we'll see how that affects their program. And I'm sure it'll be in a positive way. Um, UMass Lowell finished in fifth, just barely behind UConn. Um, And they've been in in an upward cycle for the last few years. Maine. Maine finished in a tie for sixth, which is probably as high as they finished in a long time in the regular season. You know, a team that in the 80s and 90s and was a perennial tournament team. And they tied with Providence. Now, to see Providence finished in seventh place in Hockey East is really weird. You don't expect Boy, a Nate Lehman dude, team to finish down yeah, that you're far. You're telling me that is really weird. Okay. Um, And then you have the teams that finished in eighth and ninth in BC and UMass. UMass only a couple of years away from an international championship. And BC.
1: Pandemic year, by the way. Well, they still won. Yeah, no. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't that long ago.
0: No. Um, And BC, you know, you don't expect them to finish under 500 for the season. And they finished eighth and ninth. And that's just. Um, I'll be stunned if that happens again because I don't see it happening. First of all, you look at, at BU and BC, you look at their rosters, and I know it's not strictly by NHL draft picks, but, like, yeah, we are talking about paper. And both teams basically have a dozen NHL draft picks on their roster. Okay. Um, Bu. His uh, is you know like I said, he's got draft picks all over the place, including Lane Hudson from the national development team as a second round pick.
1: Right. Um, uh, Tristan Amante is not a bad name either to have on your team, or Ty Gallagher, right, by the way. No, I mean
0: Luke Tuck. Okay, uh, they have basically they have one two three, four, five, they have a half a dozen players from the development team. Now we're going to see about their goaltending. Because Drew Camesso is not there anymore. So we're going to see about their goaltending. Uh, And, and, oh, by the way, they only have uh, in their recruiting class this year, the guy basically that is expected to be the number one draft pick, in Macklin Celebrini. Okay, so I mean, they're loaded. BC again, their question: going to be goaltending. You know, they're they they. You know, they they don't have anybody with a lot of experience returning, if any, if at all. So, I mean, but the rest of the roster is absolutely stacked. <laughs> yeah, and you can use
1: a lot of red, white, and blue uh, in coloring up that roster because their U.S. national team depth is ridiculous. Uh, from Charlie um uh, to Will Smith. Heard that name before? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, just uh, listen, just about everybody on that roster is basically uh, Ryan Leonard, um, uh, you know, I mean, Cutter Gauthier, who else, Uh, you know, just it's just an entire roster of guys from the development program. And it's just insane.
1: How did they get that connection? They offer free flights to Boston or something from uh, just outside of Detroit or? No idea. I have no it's idea. it's it's impressive, uh, oh, but I'll yeah. caution people on one thing again, and I told you this every time we talk about North Dakota, um, show me because you can have a lot of talent.
0: Well, B, you well, did last year. They were in the Frozen Four.
1: No, no, I'm talking about BC.
0: Well, and yes. all these
1: U.S. national team guys, you can bring them all in, but will they all play and contribute? to help you win a national championship, or will there be a little tugging and pulling and pushing here and there?
0: you got to know what you're – again, you know, I'm going to sit here and say these guys know what they're getting into when they sign, when they sign that letter of intent.
1: oh okay. yeah there's also this the thing teams. called the portal though paul <laughs> once you uh you sign that national letter of intent you know what you're getting into but sometimes it doesn't work out in your no, favor you got, when you, you get can't there.
0: transfer until you play
1: i know but what i'm saying is sometimes things can go awry and uh i just I, just from from past experiences and watching from a distance i can tell you that um it's easier said than done to blend in a bunch of players that are superstars and if you're playing for the u.s uh, national uh, development program you are a superstar you're the best of the best that the united states has to offer in your age group so you're used to being the best of the best i get and, that. and um, now you got to fit in you got to be a role player sometimes do you take that role and run with it do you Get a little. Uh, I don't know if I enjoy this third or fourth line stuff. I don't know if I'm a freshman and enjoy being scratched in favor of an older upperclassman. Then those are the types of things you got to deal with. And yes, you can go through it a hundred times over and say, you know what? They knew what they were getting into. Sure they did. But it's different. It's different once you get on campus, and it's different once the season starts, and it's different whether you're winning or losing. There are so many. Variables. And I wish them all the best of luck. I'm just saying that, um, you know, sometimes things happen and um, it doesn't work out. I mean, if it worked out that way, uh, you could just crown them NCAA champions because they got the best recruiting class.
0: No, no, I get that. I, I, I totally get that. Um, you know, uh, again, you know, th- you, you have to do it on the ice. But we see teams, you know, I, I think the you, you know, whereas we talked yesterday with Michael about the NCHC and how uh, the goaltending position is loaded in that league where you could have picked any, you could have made a legitimate case for any of five guys out of the eight to be the number one, you know, to be the the, the, the preseason all-conference goalie. Um, I, you know, I, I don't think you're going to, I don't think you have that in Hockey East this year. As I sit here and I look through the rosters, there's a lot yeah. of inexperienced goal.
1: I would you know? totally agree with you. And we know how important that is. So then how do you cover up Inexperienced in goal, you covered up with a lot of puck control. If uh, you have the puck, it's hard for the other team to score. So wow. look for look for the defensive uh, play to be up uplifted, if I can use that term, um, and look for the offensive play to try to be dominant,
0: try to uh, keep the puck away from the other team. You know, I mean, it's just well. And if you have the skill and the talent that. That BU and BC have, you probably have the ability to do that. Don't count out UMass. Uh, again, they're loaded with draft picks, and uh, including our old friend Cole Brady, who transferred from ASU. You know he's he's coming back for his second year. Okay, so at UMass, so that'll be, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it'll be his job to lose. Um, okay, so here's, let me throw this out there, and then we can get more
1: back into it as time permits. But as I look at um, BC's schedule, I think they have a much tougher schedule than BU. I, I'm looking at, they open up with at Quinnipiac. Then they get a trip to Long Island to see you. Oh, I guess they're going to play the Sharks, yeah. but uh, they'll probably stop by. The bus will probably stop they by. I want to have a tour? They won't. Uh, it happens quite frequently. I'm told they're,
0: it doesn't, but that's okay. okay.
1: And then they'll then they'll have uh, a home date with RPI. Then right. they get the Denver Pioneers. Then they get um, the Michigan and by State the way,
0: can, Spartans. Can can we get? Um, I'm going to sit here, and I, and I know I'm, it's the start of the college football season, but, geez, some of these early games, can we get somebody to show them on actual television where a lot of people can see it? I mean, BC oh, opening up that. Jack. Good luck with that. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, I mean, you got, you know, and then, I mean, in November, can we get? I mean, can we get somebody besides Nesson to show us BU in North Dakota in November? I mean, we're, I mean, we can go to a few more of these of these matchups, but please, somebody. Yeah, I get it. Um,
1: and but when I look at uh, BU, and I don't want to take away anything from these teams that I'm going to mention right now, but you here's go. how they open at Bentley, at New Hampshire against the uh, U.S. Under-18 team at Notre Dame, um, UMass, a home-and-home, and, home, and then North Dakota. Um, I'm not saying that's easy, <clears throat> but boy, oh, boy. And I know that they're going to be on the road for some of these, so that's tough too, but I don't know. I When I look at BC's start, I think they have a lot more challenges than BU does. Uh,
0: listen, B, uh, BU also has to play... Uh, Quinnipiac in a non-conference game, Cornell in a non-conference game, Yale in a non-conference, right? Yeah, but you're talking
1: Quinnipiac um, in November, so you got quite a bit of hockey behind you already. Um,
0: Yeah, but they still, you know, uh, let's let's not make it sound like theirs is easy.
1: No, no, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying that I I like the way they're scheduled, and that's exactly why, and uh, we'll get to this in a minute, I think, before we end the show, Um, but when I picked... My um, preseason poll for the NCHC as we were asked to do by Michael Weissman. Um, Right. I I have a team up there that you don't agree with. Chris Mayad. if you're listening, it's Paul Hornstein that doesn't agree. Anyway, uh, (laughs) Swaggy P, it's it's Paul Hornstein that doesn't agree. You couldn't wait to get that in, could you? (laughs) No. I sent him a message today. I said, so what's the story I hear about Swaggy P now? And I'm sure he hasn't answer me yet. You. Yeah, he I would did, have ignored you. He too. did even worse than that. He silenced his, his messages. Uh, I don't blame him for that. that. Man, when Maybe you silence your messages, that tells you you, you just don't want to hear
0: about it. Well, obviously.
1: But anyway, um, so I looked a lot at these schedules, and the reason I did that is not only who they're playing, but when they're playing them. Because to me, when you have parody, and I'll say it. This is the most parody that the NCAA has ever seen um, in 50 years that I've watched it. And uh, I will tell you right now that the schedule and the goaltending are going to be the two things. When you play teams, where you play teams, and how well you have a guy between the pipes, so to speak. That's what's going to separate parody.
0: Wow, gee, that's an original thought there. It comes down to the goaltending. Not that, no, my, no, not that my no. thought was any better. No,
1: nope. not not just the goaltending, but the schedule, the way the schedule sets up. And I'll jump to it right now. In the NCHC, the schedule for Colorado College, I think, could not have been set up any better. A conference and non-conference, it sets them up for success. And if, you're com- if you come out of the gates hot and um, showing what you can do, you're going to do nothing but build confidence and start to steamroll, and I like the opportunity that Colorado College has in front of them. Well, listen, I mean, can they win it this year? I don't think they can. I'll be honest, Chris. Yes, sorry, you do. Yes, you I don't do. think they can win it. No, yes, I have. I have North Dakota winning it because right. I just think that they are juggernaut. But I think Whatever. that that Colorado College. Can be the second best team. And sorry, Denver, I'm not slighting you or yeah, sure. Minnesota Duluth or St. Cloud State. I'm not pushing you down. I'm just telling you that the schedule, the talent, and the growth, and the cohesiveness, and oh, guess what? They have the sponge and net. How much more could you Stop ask for? Stop
0: it. Please. I'm begging you. Stop it. <laughs> Caden, the sponge and Berico. No. No. Just no. Um, uh, like I said, I you know if 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 one of these teams in hockey East had uh you know an experienced established goaltender coming back, they would be a clear cut favorite even over the other teams. But the people in front of whoever plays goal for BU and BC are just so good, and there's so many talented players. Um, do I think that, you know, UMass and Northeastern are a threat? Sure. But I don't know too many people, and when their preseason poll comes out, I, I can't imagine there going to be too many people that say it's not going to be BU and BC 1-2 and whatever combination and order you want to put them in. Yeah,
1: I'm not arguing with that point. Um, But like I said, when we get down towards the end of the year, look back and see who's had the best goaltending and look whose schedule has been the most formidable uh, for them because it it, it matters. It matters when you play them. Just ask the Denver Pioneers. Um, They've done it for years. Some years it works out really good. Some years it doesn't work out so great. But when you play opponents, it really does make a difference. And um, because you tend to be healthier, in the early going, of and course. you tend to, um, you know, be a little bit more prepared maybe in the end of the season, but then so do your opponents. So, you want to get the jump out early, you want to get off to a fast start. And, uh, <clears throat> I like both BU and and I, I agree with you, BU BC, I think, is at the top, but UMass is going to be there, Northeastern is going to be there, and there's I, I'm not counting out Merrimack either, by the way. Well, I
0: just I'm very curious to see what happens with them. Okay. Uh, I I I'm 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 very curious to see what happens with them because like I said, uh, if it wasn't the best year the program has ever had, it's the best year they've had in a long, long, long time. And uh, they have goaltending coming back, uh unlike uh the rest of the conference. Okay. And you know, I'll be very, very curious. I mean their head coach, Scott Boric, took over a team that had not had a winning season as I look since twenty eleven, twenty twelve. Hey, okay, that's you know, um the year before that in twenty ten, twenty eleven, they made the NCAA tournament. They were twenty five and ten. Um, And you sit there and, you know, in the the 80s, they had some really, really good years as an independent. I wasn't
1: even born in the 80s, so.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, (laughs) And, you know, like I said, things were obviously different then. They won 34 games in 87, 88, made the NCAA tournament. And it was a very, very long dry spell. Uh, when they joined Hockey East, starting in 89-90, um, they did not have a winning season forever when, in joining Hockey East. They had, like I said, they had two winning seasons, 2010-11 and 2011-12. And they went right and they turned around. Um, they brought in... The current head coach in 2018-19, they won seven games. Uh, In the next two years, they still only won single-digit games and went from winning five games in 2021, the COVID year, uh, to 19 in 21-22 to 23 last year. So I'm very, very curious to see how they do, um, and are they a, a, a one trick pony or do they continue their climb and make things much more difficult for the upper echelon, the historic upper echelon of hockey. east? Only time will
1: tell, but just one more team to keep an eye on, which we will do. And since you don't have the broad enough shoulders to, uh, Put your preseason media poll for the NCHC conference out there. What are you talking about? I will. I did it. I'll put mine on the record. What do you talk about? I put mine on the record. Well, you, well, well, yes, I, well, I you, you did I not. You did not do one through eight. You did not do
0: one through eight. I put out what I was asked to put out yesterday by Michael. <laughs> put out you didn't put out one through eight? <laughs> no, I was asked who, the, who I thought the top was. Yeah. And I also, <laughs> you know, said that. Let me put out one through eight. Let me tell you how they're going to finish. Whatever. You're wrong, but okay, that's fine. North Dakota,
1: Colorado College Tigers, Denver, (sighs) Minnesota Duluth, Omaha, St. Cloud State, Western Michigan, Miami. Now, I have Omaha at number five. Tomorrow, we're going to talk with head coach, Mike Gabinette, and we'll see what he thinks, where his team is going to finish. But um, I think like you do that two through seven can go anywhere. I think Miami still has a ways to go to get their program up to, to snuff with the rest of these two, if you can use that terminology. Um, but, boy, I like the way the Colorado College schedule sets up, and I like the fact that they have uh, who I think will also be. And I'll tell you that. Here's my uh, preseason conference team. Uh, Reese Gaber, North Dakota. Jackson um, Blake, North Dakota. Massimo Rizzo. Denver, Sean Barron's Denver, Jack Peart, St. Cloud, and Caden the Sponge
0: and Barrett go from Colorado College. No. Just no. Stop it. It's embarrassing. You don't like those guys or what? No, I'm talking about the stupid nicknames. It's embarrassing. The Sponge loves it. Let's admit it. The Sponge loves it
1: and he it's plays like it. He plays like a literal sponge. It's embarrassing.
0: But I do agree with you. He is... My preseason pick for the goalie. Um defense, I think you said Shay Builliam and Jack Pert, but I could be wrong.
1: I said Sean Barons and Jack Pert.
0: Okay. Um my forwards, uh Jackson Blake, Reese Gaber, and Vieti Mietinen from St. Cloud.
1: Ooh, Massimo Rizzo you just dropped Massimo Rizzo and I feel bad because I didn't have Hobie on there and uh, uh, just, uh, I just there's not enough spots well there just isn't
0: I mean here's the, I, I mean listen this these are the guys that that I was picking from had I not seen that he only wanted one, a first team but I had Simon Lacozzi as my second goalie from UNO. Uh, the other defensemen I was debating were Sean Barons, Aiden Fulp out of Western Michigan. And as I said yesterday, I think Garrett Pike is going to surprise people who haven't watched him.
1: Not only who has... hasn't watched him, but the fact that he's going to be on this team with this talent, not to take anything away from Fairbanks because they were very good, very talented, but this depth at North Dakota this year is off the charts.
0: And the other forwards I had were were um, Ben Steves, with your Bulldogs, Massimo Rizzo, Jack Devine, and Gleb Gremyev I mean, were the
1: choices. Nice, you met Brax on Gleb, have you? <laughs> well, yeah. So. I like Gleb too. I just think Gleb's going to start slow because I think he's going to have to uh, get the feel for that injury and get it uh, off his mind so to speak, because that's a tough thing. That's a really tough thing to overcome. And uh, he can do it, and he's made great strides, I'm told. But um, it's going to take a little while for him to feel 100% confident when you have an injury like that.
0: Well, he was a difference maker on that team offensively.
1: Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, he will be again. I just don't think he'll be uh, from start to finish.
0: Right. When he went down, it definitely affected their offense. So, Not a doubt. Take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, this has been College Hockey Coast to Coast, brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue, 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. By Summer Skates, whether you use your own name and number of that or your favorite player, show off your game in style with personalized shower shoes and koozies. See summerskates.com for more information. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. No one knows goalies needs better than we do. See the website for our three valley locations and more. Liberty University, strengthen your faith and your game at the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast at liberty.edu. Caesar Sportsbook App, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly with two locations in Tempe and one in Pine Top for lunch, dinner, or your next catered event at thespaghettishack.com. Caesars Entertainment Resort and Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. And by FedEx, deliveries made easy no matter where you are. The official delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. College Hockey Coast to Coast and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Or to download on your favorite podcast platform by searching and subscribing at ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. Once again, that's I-T-H-S-W podcasts, all one word. If you like what you hear, tell a friend or leave a positive review. College Hockey Coast to Coast from the Summer skate Studios is a part of the Hockey com network.
1: Very well done, my friend. I will remind everybody tomorrow we will go live quite a bit earlier. We'll go at 3 p.m. Central time. Which, Paul, what time is it on the East Coast?
0: That would be 4 p.m. Eastern time, the time that everybody knows.
1: Okay. Okay. 3 p.m. Central is the time that I will connect with uh, Mike gabinet head coach at Omaha, to uh, talk Maverick hockey tomorrow. So if you're a Maverick fan or you just want to find out what's going on in Omaha, tune in tomorrow, the special time, live on the Podbean app, 3 p.m. Central time, 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Paul, what time would that be Pacific, by the way? Who cares?
0: <laughs> I'm not in the Pacific time zone yet. Oh, okay.
1: Not everybody knew that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we'll say goodnight, little Roger Glenn, the Peacemakers Hello New Day. Good night, everybody.